0: Welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host Ryan Blackburn at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. It is late Tuesday night as I record this one. Uh, after what I would deem is is the the leading moment in Nuggets franchise history, uh, the greatest moment in Nuggets franchise history. Uh, doing a solo pod here, wanted to talk about Nikola Jokic, uh, Nikola. Nikola Jokic, who uh, Serbians have been telling me, yeah, hey, you guys are still pronouncing his name incorrectly, and and I'm gonna, it's gonna be a struggle to break that habit. But Nikola was unbelievable this season, and he was rightly credited with the 2020-2021 MVP award. It was deserved, it was earned, it was not given. This was not an attendance award. This was something that Nikola. Nikola uh, he is he's my favorite player to have ever watched play basketball. And I'm 24 years old, so I don't have a ton of experience here. I, I won't lie to you and say that, oh man, I watched MJ and uh Nickel is just better than him or or more fun to watch than him. No, I mean there there are guys throughout history that I haven't watched, but uh I have had the privilege and the pleasure to watch the Joker for the last six years of his NBA tenure. And I've just been so impressed with the kind of person he is, uh, the kind of player he is, but just also how he has continued to improve himself to a point where this actually became possible. Nobody actually knew that this could happen. Nobody really realistically thought that he could be the MVP of the league. Uh but the Nuggets know now, more than anyone, just how much work he had to put in to get there. What he did on and off the floor in order to generate a a chance, even just a chance at being the MVP of the greatest league in the world. It was funny talking to him today. He spoke about he spoke very candidly after after his award about no, this isn't something that he ever thought would be possible. He said that his goal, when he first started playing basketball again, was not to get to the NBA, it was just to get to the Euro League. He, he never had aspirations to be an NBA player, they just sort of happened. He never had aspirations to be a starter, he just wanted to be a rotation player, but it just, it just happened. He didn't know what he could be in the league. And as it turns out, he could be pretty good and it took a long time. Uh, actually, not not really that long. He's he's a relatively young MVP. This isn't something where he, he this is in his 10th year or anything like that, where he's just sort of in the tail end of his prime and he's finally being rewarded. No, this is at the beginning. He's had multiple years of development. He's had a couple really great years before this one. And now I think this year, I think, is officially the start of his NBA prime. Where he gets to start showing the world the level of player that he is, and the amount of impact that I think he's going to have, we're going to talk about kind of the cultural and franchise impact that he'll have uh, with this winning of this MVP. Uh, but for now, I just want to talk about Jokic. I want to t- I want to share some of my thoughts about him throughout this season. Uh, just it's unbelievable. I'm giddy right now. As I mentioned. This isn't just an attendance award. It was framed as such because Jokic showed up to every game. Jokic was available. Jokic was dominant. Jokic was excellent in all of those games. And yet, it was framed as such by, mostly by fans of other franchises, that this was an attendance award. This was something where it's a participation trophy because he wasn't actually the best player. I've got news. like. The MVP award is about who gives the most impact to their team in the regular season. And I don't think there's any doubt in Nuggets fans' minds, in most of the league's mind, and that bore out in the MVP results today, that Nikola Jokic had the most dominant season and the most totally impactful season this year. What he did is going to continue to reverberate And Steph Curry had a great year. He finished third in the MVP race. Joel Embiid had an excellent year. Had he played the entire season, I think he would have been a little bit more serious in terms of his candidacy. Because I I think Nuggets fans like he was really good too. Like he was probably the second best player in the in the NBA this year. That's who I would vote at least. But Jokic was there every time. Jokic had to be there every time. The Nuggets knew that they weren't going to go anywhere without him being there every single time. And it bore out at the beginning of the year as well as at the end. The Nuggets started the season terribly. The only person playing well was Jokic. Not even Murray was playing well. He really struggled coming out of the gate. Uh, a lot's been made of that. I, I mentioned the the Jayshon Tate run-in that, that Murray had at the beginning of the year where it looked like he almost caught a concussion based off of uh, what happened and how he hurt his elbow and and his head at the same time in the third game of the season. But whatever the case may be, uh, Michael Porter got COVID, uh, Jeremy Grant had left, he was going to be a big part of what the Nuggets were doing, and the Nuggets were starting the same starting unit that they had for several years. And I think it's pretty clear that that unit had run its course still a good unit but mostly because of what Jokic could do not because of what those guys were doing Jokic elevated Denver Jokic kept them afloat he was the life preserver that kept them above water in the standings there are screenshots out there of the Nuggets being in 15th in the west when they were 1 and 4 at the beginning of the year like literally the worst team literally so he had to lift them, and he did. He made sure to get them through that stretch. And then he played well during the middle of the year. He stayed in contact with other MVP candidates that were getting more cred, like LeBron James and Joel Embiid and James Harden for a time when he went to Boston, or not Boston Brooklyn. But what he was doing throughout the year other players did for parts of it others play other players had their excellent moments i think it's fair to say that maybe some of their highs were at one point higher than what nikola jokic did but what jokic did was a metronome performance he was consistent every single time he was delivering his normal 26 27 points 10 to 12 rebounds 7 to 10 assists depending on the night Some nights it was higher. There were nights in losses where he scored 50 points. There were nights in wins where he scored 10. Because Denver finally got their stuff together during the middle of the year, Michael Porter comes back, starts to look like the player that everybody thinks he is. Jamal Murray gets back on track. Looks like he's playing at an all-star caliber level. And then there's a while there where the Nuggets were just cruising where they didn't need Nikola Jokic to be the greatest player. He was just in a great situation, and he was guiding the ship and and putting Denver back in a great place. And he handled that responsibility well. And it takes a lot to still be ever-present during that experience because without him, there's no way Denver would have been able to get back on track. But then he also locked in at the end of the year. Where Denver absolutely needed him. Jamal Murray goes down. Will Barton goes down. Monte Morris goes down. PJ Dozier goes down. I don't think any other center in the NBA, including Joel Embiid, could handle all of their playmaking guards exiting the rotation at the same time. All of them would struggle. Except one. Because the one is the most unique player the NBA has ever seen. He's not quite a historical great in terms of his comp- uh, in terms of his normal comparison. Like he's got shades of Larry Bird, shades of Magic Johnson, shades of Dirk Nowitzki. But he's not any one of those players. He's Nikola Jokic. He does things his own way. And one of the ways that he's doing it, especially towards the end of the year, is scoring all the points. Because it's harder and harder to pass to players that aren't able to playmake for themselves all the time. He handled that responsibility well. He increased his scoring, his aggression, his effectiveness. And he brought it every single night. That's deserved. That's earned. This wasn't given to him by anybody. He led the Nuggets to the third seed in the Western Conference, a conference that is extremely competitive, that had lower seeds like the Dallas Mavericks, who pushed the Clippers to seven, the Portland Trailblazers, who, they're they're not great, but they're, they're still better than the bottom half of the East, and the Los Angeles Lakers, who, let's face it, were probably the most dangerous team in the NBA. Before all the injuries just kind of knocked them out of their rhythm. But the Nuggets were right there. Especially when Jamal Murray was healthy. Adding Aaron Gordon midseason. Adding Will Bar- or making Will Barton the starting shooting guard. Michael Porter getting into rhythm. You don't need me to tell you. That Nicole Jokic is awesome. Hear from his teammates. Hear from the organization hear from the people who interact with him every single day, know the work and the, the actual impact that he's putting into everything, and understanding that he lifts up everything that they do because of his individual talent, because of his team mentality, because of his friendly and unassuming personality, because of his willingness to do everything, and not complain about it, He's exhausted. Michael Malone said as much, but he can't show any weakness. He had to play all 72 games for Denver, had to play in each of the seven playoff games and be the focal point of everything the Nuggets were doing there. And he continues to work. He continues to lift everybody up, even in a a disadvantaged situation in the playoffs. The league is full of great players, and there are a lot of players that had MVP-caliber seasons, and they should be credited too. Steph Curry was awesome this year. Joel Embiid was awesome this year. Giannis Antetokounmpo was awesome this year. There's a whole host of other candidates too. But it's important to give Nikola Jokic his due. Nikola. Because he's earned it. It's his time. He was the best player in the regular season. And I think it deserves mentioning. I think it deserves credit, And he deserves his flowers. Because we haven't seen a season like this in a long time. Very few players have added more value to their teams. Lifted them up in poor situations, and put them into a position where they can still go far in the playoffs even without their second best player, without possibly their best defender in P.J. Dozier, without possibly their second leading ball handler in Will Barton. Not having those guys has hurt Denver, but it hasn't been debilitating because of one guy. He has made it work. He deserves all the credit. And I can't be happier for him. Like, he's unbelievable. And he deserves this with all the hard work. He's had to endure a lot of criticism. He's had to endure a lot of uh, misinformation about the player that he is, the caliber of player that he is. And it's funny because he doesn't care about a lick of it. It's nice. And he likes to be respected. He wants to be respected for his craft, not necessarily with awards, but credited by other people. And it means a lot to him that he has been. He was just given 90 first place votes out of 101. I think he's got the credit. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the franchise and cultural impact of Nicole Jokic winning an MVP. But first, this podcast, as you know, it is sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS so that when you sign up, you can turn $1 into $100 in free site credits. I know that DraftKings is going to give you a great opportunity as a new better that they can give you all of the great props, all of the great bets, uh, unfortunately I bet the jazz minus 3.5 tonight and they won by only three points. Uh, so I, I was pretty distraught at, at that, but it is what it is. And, and it's, it's the fun part about sports gambling is that you get to live and die with every moment. And if you like me are a big sports fan that wants to be able to take their game to the next level, make sure to download DraftKings, use promo code MHS. They're safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. If you don't want to play basketball, you can play baseball, hockey, so much more all week long. It's promo code MHS for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We'll be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. And we're back. Pickaxe and Roll, Ryan Blackburn here. Final segment, a shorter podcast once again. Uh, we're going to have plenty of time to break down uh, Denver Nuggets game two when it comes out, but if you, if you want to hear about game one and some of my thoughts on, on what the Phoenix Suns did, how they won the first game, why I'm not super worried quite yet, but I, I think I have a healthy respect for the Phoenix Suns, uh, make sure to check out the previous episode. I think it was pretty good, and I think it's a good read or good listen for people that you just want about 30, 35 minutes of content about that game and understanding where the Nuggets are at with this series. All right. Let's talk about the franchise and cultural impact of winning the MVP. And and I, I labeled this, this, uh, this uh, section in this way because I think there is some reverberation here that a player like Nikola Jokic can win an MVP. He can do all of these things. He can be on par with the best players in the NBA and be kind of the majority leader in, in all of these cases. I think this brings a lot of shine to the Denver Nuggets organization. It's obviously biggest about Nikola Jokic because he is great and he and he deserves all the credit as, as the leader of the award and the winner of the award, but he credited the Nuggets franchise and said in, in a, a video to the rest of the Nuggets during their team meeting today when he was presented with it uh, that he thought that this award was a, a an indictment of the Nuggets organization in general, a credit to them, not an indictment, uh, that everybody can have their hand in this award because everybody helped contribute to Nicola's success, and I think that's true it really is a relationship. It's a family organization. It's it's a team that wants the best for their players, uh, that will support them, will go the distance with their families, will uh, do everything in their power to uplift their guys because somebody has to. Uh, This is a franchise with Denver that doesn't have a lot of great moments, that there are some fun moments, but this is definitely the greatest moment in Nuggets franchise history. I can't think of one that's better than this because Denver, they've, they've never been to an NBA Finals. All of their conference finals appearances have ended in heartbreak. And I think all of them at the hands of the Lakers, if I'm not mistaken, or uh, maybe there are a couple early that i am I'm misplacing here, but it still feels like Denver is trying to put themselves on the map. That the Nuggets as a whole And the the franchise as a whole is kind of, it's it's flown over in a flyover state, in a small mid-market. I think this is going to be big for bringing basketball fans to the state of Colorado, to the city of Denver. And having somebody in Denver that you can go and watch, you can watch him play basketball and put on a show on a consistent basis. He's probably going to be locked into a Supermax contract here. He may spend his entire career here. He has previously said that he wants to be the Nuggets version of Tim Duncan. And I think he has a potential to do that. This is going to be a big cultural impact for the Nuggets and for the city and for the state. Think of Stephen Curry in Golden State. If you, if I asked you about the second most popular member of the Golden State Warriors, as a young person, I don't think I would be able to tell you anybody other than Curry. He has—he's synonymous with the Golden State Warriors now. He's the greatest Golden State Warrior in history. Other than I think I think Wilt played there. Don't quote me on that, and don't make fun of me (laughs) because my my basketball history is not up to par is what i will say but uh i still think that curry is probably the best or at least the most talented well, maybe not <laughs> if it's Wilt, then but curry curry's up there let's, let's just say that and then he's awesome he's great and he's synonymous with that city he used to be oakland now it's san francisco um but he's synonymous with that franchise and i think Jokic is going to be one of those guys that's synonymous with Denver Nuggets basketball. He's been here for six years. I think he already has a great claim for being the greatest Nugget of all time. Uh, There have been others that have been around longer. Dan Issel, Alex English, guys like that. But none of them reached the heights that Jokic has quite reached. And I think that makes a difference here. I also think that this is going to be good for the league in general that they have Jokic as a player who can establish a cultural footprint a footprint in one of their cities and especially an international footprint the future of the league is international Nikola Jokic Nikola sorry Luka Doncic Giannis Antetokounmpo Joel Embiid I think those four and I've talked about this before, but I think those four are the future of the league. Joker, Luka, Giannis, Joel Embiid. All of them are vastly different. All of them play a different style of basketball. They play different positions except for Jokic and Embiid. But they all share one thing in common that that's that they're not from here. That they They've got pretty good English, and and especially, I think Luca and Giannis probably are are the best English speakers of that group, but uh, it definitely wasn't their first language, and it it was definitely a situation where the league is going to have to get smarter. They're going to have to find better ways to market their stars, especially because they they didn't grow up in American uh, United States society, where uh, they're they're a massive part of the cultural footprint at the college levels or the high school or AAU levels the league is going to be very different in terms of marketing their international talents, making sure that they are featured, making sure that they're treated in the same ways that the american stars are. I'm looking forward to seeing if they can do that because if they can make that change, I think it will be it'll be good for the league in general because you want to have great relations with everywhere else. You want to be able to add all of those new pieces and uh like and just just cultivate the audience a little bit more like everybody united in basketball that would be awesome i also think that jokic specifically his ability to find joy in the process of getting better rather than me- immediately becoming the best and and talking about that and wanting to be like that jokic has always been a guy who favors the process. He's he's a like he really is a trust the process player, uh more even more so than maybe Joel Embiid. Just because he's been so meticulous about coming to work every day, getting just a little bit better every single day, making small steps and and all of those steps build into something larger and he's just been a player that the winning in the playoffs he, he's done a lot of winning from the first round to then the second round and the Western Conference Finals Then now, and we'll see what he does now and how the Nuggets respond here, but I, I think that his meticulous nature and his ability to kind of help people think about what he's doing and how he's doing it or how he's doing something rather than what he's actually doing. That's a great thing for the intelligence quotient of the entire league, the entire basketball population, helping fans become more engaged with the, the nuances rather than just the flash. I think he helps do a really good job of promoting the joy in the little things that players can do, not necessarily the the dunks and the, the outside shots and some of the, the dribble moves and the crossovers and things like that. Like, he is sort of the antithesis of that, and it's one of the reasons why he hasn't been accepted as much, because it's hard to find the value in him when you prioritize your value in other things. Like, if if you want to see the player that's the most physically dominant, and you can see that visually, then I understand why people think Joel Embiid is a better basketball player than him, why Giannis is the, the better basketball player. I get it. What I will say, though, is that Jokic has really helped me learn basketball better because I get to watch his film every day. I get to watch his highlights every day, what he sees, how he sees certain passes. And I feel like I've become a smarter basketball fan and smarter just media member because of the way that he approaches the game and the way he has taught it to everybody around him. He really is the 2014 Spurs and the 2015 Warriors personified as, as one player. His mentality has always been to share the basketball. It's always been to get a lot of movement going, cutting, running off screens, uh, working for the best shot. That's something that the 2014 Spurs did so well. He's been compared in the past, not just to, I mean, he's compared to Tim Duncan and that's a a great comp in my opinion, but it's a little bit off, but he's also been compared to Boris Diaw and, and that was, those two players were I think two of the very most important players in helping set the standard for passing bigs, guys that can facilitate, guys that can create. It's not just finding the simple passing angles and doing so repeatedly. It's about making reads. It's about understanding the floor. It's about reading and just reacting to what the defense gives you and being able to do so in a split-second notice. I think the Spurs did that really well. I think the 2015 Warriors really personified that kind of before, and 2016, kind of before they got uh, Draymond, even before the hype of the Warriors really started. Like, it wasn't always shooting 35-footers even shooting 30-footers. It was just working for the best shots continuously, uh, finding great pieces that could continue to elevate the system and work and run through that and just running the system so well that it gets you an open shot for a dangerous shooter or cutter or just post-up guy every single time. And you love to see things like that and I think Those two teams really set the table for Jokic uh, because he was able to impact the game without being a deadly scorer at the beginning, and people were able to see his value after having seen what those other teams were doing. And he is that kind of player. He's that kind of uh, one-person offense that is able to create shots for himself and others very consistently. And I think the teams are going to start to model their games, model their teams around big men that can make reads, around big men that can pass, around teams that can read and react. Not everybody's going to be Jokic. There's only one of him. But you're already starting to see copycats. You're already starting to see teams work in some of those reads and ask their bigs to do more than just roll to the rim or just pop. You want them working in the middle too. You want them understanding how those angles are going to impact everything. And Jokic really is the founder of that. He's the keystone operator of the high-low, of the elbow touch, of the passing out of the post, and of operating at the top of the key and directing traffic. It's a joy to watch him, and I hope the people both in and around Denver, as well as in and around the country, can appreciate him and what he does. I think it's starting. I talked about this with Adam Marius a couple days ago, but it's probably starting. That's all you can really ask for at this point. You're not going to please everybody with him. There are going to be people that have their biases, and you're not going to win over everybody. But dang it if there isn't a more fun, more selfless, more impressive rise to stardom than Nikola Jokic's for where he went... At 41st overall, sleeping during his drafting, starting in Megalex for that year, winning an MVP over there, and then immediately providing value for Denver when he comes back over, and just progressing every single game, every single year, every single season, every single uh, opportunity that he has. He's just downloading information and becoming a better player because of it. That's what you want from your MVP. That's what you want from the best players in the NBA. You want them to be as smart as possible. Because they're going to lead the new revolution, in my opinion. LeBron has started this with his preternatural ability. He's kind of a franchise player. He's a franchise passer. To be able to do both passing and scoring at a high level. I think that Jokic is well on his way there. And he's doing it from the center position, which is just revolutionizing the game. And you love to see it. That is going to do it for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'll be back tomorrow night to break down game two of Nuggets' Suns. Uh, We're going to talk through it. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'm probably going down to the DNVR bar. So if you go down there, I'll say hi to Adam, say hi to the entire DNVR game, uh, gang, excuse me. I'll probably be up there. So if you want to say hi to me too, that would be awesome. Again, thank you so much. If you can, rate, re- review, and subscribe. Five stars, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. But for now, I'm going to sign off. Nikola Jokic, MVP, possibly the greatest Nuggets player in, in history. Thank you so much. Talk to you guys very soon.